don't know if it's that he can he can smell me from that far away. <laughs> I don't know. But he knew it was me. And so uh, it just instantly going crazy, barking, like bouncing, like I get him bouncing around his crate. Like, so mum was like, okay, we'll just let him out so we can say hello and then we'll put him to bed because we were going to the cinema anyway. And so he came out and he was just so happy to see me and just like, like does like a lap of the room because he's so excited then runs back yeah. at me and then does like another lap of the room because he's so excited and then it's just like running like like leaps up at you and then like licks your face and then runs away again and like he's just so wriggly like his little wriggles of excitement are so yeah. cute um and it's nice because like the relationship i have with simba is so different to the relationship i have with with p because p is so aloof yeah. like even with me um she really makes me work for the affection and I have to, I have to really try hard not to be resentful because she is so cuddly with Michael. Oh God. She's so <laughs> cuddly with Michael. And that's, I don't know uh, if any of our listeners are, if you're the, the main animal dude in your household, like you're the animal one, you're the one that pushed for the pet and then you get the pet and they love your partner or your housemate more. <laughs> Like, please, please sit in solidarity with me because it's actually quite painful. Yeah. Like, it 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 actually hurts my feelings. Of course. That that like, and I don't know if it's just that like, for example, she'll sit on Michael's lap yeah. and she won't sit on my lap. And I don't know if that's just because Michael's lap is bigger. Mm. Like, it may just be that like she's she's quite like a big cat. She weighs like six and a half kilos. Yeah. Um. So which I think is probably like 13 pounds yeah, or something like that. that. Like she's a good, she's a big girl and maybe it's just more comfy sitting mm-hmm. on Michael's lap. Like sure, fine. But it hurts, man. Definitely. Like it hurts my feelings. And so, um, whereas Simba is always just so pleased to see me. Yeah. And like whenever I'm in the room, I'm his favorite person. <sighs> yes. Um, And that gives me joy. Yeah. And validation. Yeah. Which is why I got a pet. Well, it's hard too because it's like, you wouldn't even be here. Like, you wouldn't even know him if it wasn't for me. Legit. Like, yeah. That is Completely. Yeah. Like, she's, she was supposed to be my, that's the other thing, like, I think I've said this before, but like, going into getting her, we were establishing our, like, ground rules. I was like, okay, if we break up, not that's going to happen, but if we break up, I get the cat. Right. And now I'm just like, if we break up, he's going to have to have her because... (laughs) Because I know oh that's what she wants. Like, I know she doesn't want me in the divorce. So, oh God, like, it's, so it's like Kramer versus Kramer. It's yeah. so upsetting. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely, I had a week of her just being, and I swear to God, she does it on purpose. Like, she'll spend the whole day with me and she'll be like naughty and mischievous and she'll pounce at my feet and like knock books off the shelf and be like, <laughs> No, no, no. Like, look, she probably looks at me like she's saying, like, no, 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 no. Like, she has that expression <laughs> on her face. Dessert. And then Michael comes home and she's an angel. That's so funny. Um, so it's it's weird having this relationship with this pet that I I love so much, but I don't always like. I mean, you know, and I don't want to add like a, a, a gendered uh, bias to this, but it does feel a little bit like uh, the way that girls were mean to each other in the 90s. It's you know I mean? exactly <laughs> like, like every time I talk to like my sister or like my cousins about this, they're like, no, Persephone's a pick me. Yes, she's a misogynist. Exactly. Like, it feels she, like she's I'm just like, 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 no, I know. Around all the boys, she's like, no, I'm great. And then as soon as just but, girls, she's like, okay, well, you need to stay out of my way. That's my that's, boy. And that's, but you know what? That's exactly what she's like. Like even with my, like my cousins, my sister, my female friends, mm-hmm. she kind of gives them a bit of sass. 
She's quite aloof. Yeah. She's kind of rude. And then Michael's friends will come over and she's like sweet as pie with them. I'm, I did not raise you to be this way. <gasps> she's a pick me. Oh my she's God. She's such a pick me. Oh my um, God. So I think what I need to do is when I have more space, I think I need to get a boy cat. I think mm-hmm. I need to get a little, a little Tom kitten. I think so. And too. I'll be like, see, <laughs> he likes me. Um, it does feel a little bit like that stereotype of like what teenage girls are like with their mums. Like yes. you fight with your mum, but you're like a daddy's girl. Yes. Like, I'm a yes. daddy's girl. Ugh. And it's so annoying because it. it's like, well, like he took me to Disneyland. It's like, okay, but I make sure you do your homework and I feed you every day. And, but why you don't see the work I'm Literally. doing for you. And, and that <laughs> is what it is. It's like, okay, yeah, he's got the big lap and he's generally warmer he runs warmer, so he's he's better to cuddle on. But right. I'm the one that deep cleans your litter tray every exactly. fortnight. So yeah, so but I don't get any thanks for that. None at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do. We do. We will eventually get a second cat. Yes. And I'm just looking forward to seeing what that. I mean, it's going to be really. She's not. It's going to be really interesting to see how she does. With I think in the long term, it'll be really good for her to have a companion yeah. and someone to play with but she's obviously like very used to being an only cat yeah and i think it's gonna take some time and it is a risk because i like some people i know got second cats and it was like the best thing ever yeah and some people i know got second cats and they're like now i just have two cats to hate each other <laughs> yeah i mean i think as long as you you know they have all those like instructions on how to properly introduce them and i think yeah. that's huge like just making sure you do i think that first week is so important and it's easy totally. to mess up but yeah, we, I got Maud for my cat Clem because he was so just like desperate for affection. And we're like, okay, like I'm going to take Maud because my, my mom's cat had kittens and like it helped him so much. He was like such a better cat after that. So it really does can That's work. That's good to know. Whereas like Maud and Millie, they're not as close as they were, I think, because they were both adult cats when I got them also. And they yeah. were just kind of, but they're like, I've said this before, they're always like, 10 feet from each other but they yeah. don't touch like yeah and like we always say like they are like the classic like well i just gotta keep an eye on her what if she does something bad and it's like yeah uh-huh sure that's what you're doing yeah. like they're just like well i mean i don't know maybe she'll she might try and take my spot so i gotta keep yeah. watching her and staying near her and like wait where is she oh oh that's fine i don't even care <laughs> yeah like they're constantly <laughs> yeah, very they play like, hard to get with each yes, other it's cute yes. it's really cute yeah yeah, you're right. It is that it's that initial introduction period. I just need more time. Like that's the thing I've said is like I will get a second cat when I have more time to do that introduction. Because you have yeah. to like keep them separate, and then you you mix their scents, and then you feed them within mm-hmm. smelling distance of each other, and then you feed them where they can see each other but can't behind fight the door. And, and then yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like so. all of that stuff. So I just need more time to do probably (laughs) more space as well but um i do think it would be good for her to have somebody to rough house with yeah because at the moment she tries to rough house with me and (laughs) And you're like i'm not a cat (laughs) yeah i'm like madam please i have skin (laughs) Um, hey you're listening to comfort creatures i'm alexis b preston i'm ella mcleod um and it's uh it's getting cozy it's getting cold here even so is it yeah you're in like a jumper i can't believe it comfortable yeah it's i mean it's like (laughs) The temperature here now is sort of like London was when I came to visit you. And that's like about <laughs> as cold as it gets. But yeah, yeah. it is still like sweater weather. You know, it's like 
it's that's nice. It's brisk. Um, but what's been Chilly. really cute, yeah, um, is that it's colder in the house because I like really try not to use the heater because I don't like heaters. I don't know how to explain it. They make me feel sick. Um, sure. But uh, so it's been colder in the house and almost every animal is slowly migrating towards my bed because they're all just want <gasps> to be warm. And I Perfection. keep waking up with different amounts of, of animals in the bed. It's really cute. So talk to me about the configuration of, of okay. bedtime. So every what night, size bed do you have, first of all? It's a queen. So Okay. Yeah. So it's me and Grant, obviously. I, I'm very nice. I let him sleep in the bed. Um, that is good of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Crumb like, sleeps at our feet, usually. He's not like a cuddler, but he likes to be close. And mm-hmm, then... Mm-hmm. Uh, cricket is wherever the most annoying place he could possibly be is. Sure. That's where he likes to be. It's like my, my shoulder has to move cricket and he's like, he'll, he'll, you know, like I've said, he growls at you if you try to move him. <laughs> so he's anywhere that's annoying and uncomfortable, but you don't want to move him. So normally like right in between us, um, he does like to go under the covers also, which is really cute. Sometimes you're like, where is he? And you're like, oh, that's so cute. Um, but yeah, lately Maud has been sneaking up and, she cuddles with Crumb, which is really cute. She lays down next to him and it's like, what? That's, I don't know, something about the way that they just like, because Crumb has known Maud the longest. Like, yeah. And so cool. he was a little puppy. So they are, they have a really cute relationship where it's like, yeah, sometimes they just like sit next to each other. And it is so cute to me. <laughs> just like best friends, like longtime companions. Yeah. I, That's it's so like a, his cute. big sister. Like, it's so cute. So they'll cuddle at the bottom of the bed. And, and she's been, Maud has been so like affectionate lately. Um, I think because it's cold, but she just like, she can't get enough. And it's really sweet. Uh, and uh, Millie will come into the bed, but then she gets like, I think she gets too excited. She gets zoomies. So she like lays on the bed and she's like, oh Does my she? God, this is crazy. Yeah. And she just zooms around the house. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, whoa, I was laying in the bed with everyone. I got to get out of here. Um, and I'm always trying to make her little beds like on the ground and she'll just, um, take them apart and then run out. So amazing. Yeah. I do find it really funny when you have pets, there's like such different energy levels because like our old neighbors, um, Ben and Emma, shout out Ben and Emma if you're listening. Um, they had two Cocker Spaniels. Um, honestly, the patience of saints having Cocker Spaniels in a London flat because I mean, they were like... Ben is like a marathon runner, so he would attach their oldest waffle to a harness and like go on like long runs with her. Just to, and she loves it, and like wow. that's a thing they do. Um, and she's a really good long distance runner. But waffle was always, for context, at their wedding. Uh, Ben's brother, who's best man, gave a speech, and he referred to the dogs as Asbo and Bitey. And Asbo is like a. Do you want know an Asbo? Is you no. call it the same thing in the states? It's like a like a tag that you give to people who are just out of prison you know the tags that go around wrists and ankles yeah so that's what an asbo is um i think it's called like anti an antisocial behavior something i see um but yeah asbo and bitey and like waffle was asbo because she's so chaotic energy mm-hmm. Maisie is like um Maisie's like cricket in the sense that like if you try and move her or do anything with like her permission she'll growl at you and sometimes bite <laughs> Like, but only when provoked. Like, yes. I, I really, I always exist to defend Maisie because she and I had a real bond mm-hmm. um, before they uh, fled London like sensible people. Now they live in a really nice house in, in the countryside Smart. with a garden. Um, but I remember like one evening 
they were both working late or something and they were like do you mind letting the dogs out for us I was like oh my god are you kidding of course any excuse so I went up and I they had a dog walker and stuff but I went up and I let out and like Waffle was like immediately delighted to see me like bouncing around like Aww. we're gonna go out we're gonna go out we're gonna go outside yeah yeah and Maisie was like curled up by the radiator like I am warm and I'm cozy and don't you dare try and make me go outside yeah. in cold and then I tried to pick up she was like mm. I was like okay I got you, girl. I I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. Um, and she was like wagging her tail the whole time. So it was like a friendly warning, but still don't mess with me. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. But um, they got on really well. But I just always found it really funny because their their temperaments were so different. Like mm. it. And I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a similar thing with Millie and Maud, where like one is super chill and one is super hyper. And they're like, we adore each other, but sometimes we need boundaries. We have boundaries. Yeah, yeah I think so. I mean, yeah. cats in general are just a lesson in boundaries. And I think they're good to have for them. They really reason, are. You know? They really are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to, what are we doing today? Obviously, we're doing um, this. But. Well, we have a ready pet go, which I'm really excited to hear because I've not heard it yet and you have. Yes. And I'm really looking forward to this. Yes. And then um, I I found a new obsession this week that I want to talk about. And then as a result of that obsession, I'm just really interested now in the phenomena of animals that look alike but aren't related. Yes. And so we're going to talk a bit about that. Yes. It's a convergent evolution. Uh, Convergent evolution. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You say it so much cooler than I do. Evolution. <laughs> uh, evolution. <laughs> evolution. <laughs> I'm gonna, every time I say it, I'm going to copy and paste when you said it. So I sound like I'm saying it like that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Hello, what, what sparked your your converge, convergent evolution Obsession. Um, so I was having a conversation with the wonderful Stephen Ray Morris, who mm-hmm. was a guest on this podcast last week. Mm-hmm. Is it gonna be last week? Might be last last week, out? but it might be last last week, but recently was yes. a guest on this podcast. <laughs> and um he sent me a he sent me a, a Facebook status he'd made from like two thousand. I might try and I might bring it up because it, it really made me chuckle. Um yeah, I'm gonna find yeah. it and show you what he said because I had a real, I had a real giggle when he said this. Stephen said he was like, "This popped up in my feed. It was from nine years ago, and it was hipster animal report. Owls, foxes, and pandas are out. Fooses are carpies and lemurs are in. Dinosaurs and cats are timeless." Yeah. Now, a spicy hot take that I entirely agree with. <laughs> Not that I think that owls, foxes, or pandas are out, mm-hmm. but I do think that there was a move towards the next hipster pet, you know, thing. Yes. Okapi, obviously, if you listened to our Stephen Ray Morris episode, you will know all about. Yes. He's a big fan. Yes. We also discuss lemurs. Yes. We're big lemur fans on this podcast. They are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fusas, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know about. And so I did a bit of digging and wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Stunning. Wow. Stunning. 10 out of 10, no notes on this animal. So I I had heard of them, mm-hmm. but only because if anyone's ever seen the movie Madagascar, yeah. you will know That's them as the... Of. And they make them a lot more feline in Madagascar, which is something we're going to talk about. Yeah. But 
in Madagascar, they are the like the bad guys that hunt the lemurs yes. and all of the other kind of prey animals on the island, which is true. They are apex predators on their island, but you know, they got to eat, circle mm-hmm. life, etc. Um, so in Madagascar, the reference is the tiny little, um, what's it? Is, is he a sugar glider? Is he a, a slow loris? You know, the tiny little yeah. guy with the big eyes. And he's he? like, he talks about like, the one threat of Madagascar is the fusa. And all the animals are like, ah! and he'll scream. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Um, it's, and so that was the only kind of um, introduction to the fusa that I'd had. Hadn't thought about them in, you know, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then Stephen Ray Morris uh, brought them back into the forefront of my mind. They are bizarre looking and I'm obsessed and I may have to... Having done some research, I do think they maybe would be the demon I had. Yeah. If I had one. Because, so, and this is where the convergent evolution kind of uh, train of thought came from. They look like big cats or like they look like small big cats, but they have some specific things that are not big cat like. So, for example, like their noses and their eyes are basically like lemurs. Yeah. Um, They have wrists that can turn 180 degrees. So they are incredibly agile when they're climbing trees, which is why they're the apex predator on Madagascar. Because the thing that they, the thing, I mean, they hunt everything, uh, which I like because I'm not a fussy eater either. Um, (laughs) You know, I will take what I'm given as long as it won't kill me. Yeah. So, um, but they're so fast because they have these wrists that can, that are so agile and so flexible. Also, their tails are basically two thirds of their body length. So, and they don't use them for gripping. They're not prehensile. They don't use them to grip things like monkeys. Yeah. They use them for balance like big cats. Right. But they're so big. It, the, the, way they're, the way that they can balance on these like incredibly thin branches is just incredible to see. And it's because they've got these enormous like, almost like, um, what do you call the thing that goes to the back of a boat? I really should know this because I'm writing about pirates. Rudders. Oh, rudders. rudders. Yeah. It's like a rudder. <laughs> and that's they kind of swing their tails like Ooh. rudders to, to move wow, them through the air cool. and move them through trees. They're amazing. We will post pictures Definitely. of Fusa. Um, they're actually closer related to, um, as Stephen called them, <laughs> noodle boys, which I loved. <laughs> but like stoats, weasels, minks, they're most closely yes. related to... Um, what is it that lives on Madagascar? Oh, um, mongoose. Mongoose. They're really closely related to the mongoose, but they look so different because they're so much bigger. Um, And so I thought that was really fascinating, the way that these animals have evolved to kind of look like big cats as predators, but actually more closely related to your ermines, your stoats, your weasels. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then I started looking at other animals that are, that look similar to each other, but are actually quite distantly related or not related at all. Yeah. And it's fascinating. It there is. are so many interesting ones. Yeah, because you sent me this article and I didn't even finish reading it because I got too interested in... I was looking up other ones and I got too interested and I uh, <laughs> kind of stopped reading the rest of it. But the the reason is because I was looking at anteaters and numbats or they're also called um, numbats, like N-O-O-M-B-A-T. Okay. Um, are they... Um- yeah, talk to me. Tell me what yes. they're like. Okay, so they are a marsupial, and they live in Australia. Okay. Um, and they are very similar to anteaters, which 
We all mm. know. We all love. They're always, they got the long little nose and they're scooping out the ants. But 10 out of 10. 10 out yeah. of 10. Absolutely. Gorgeous. But noon bats, I think similar to you, I saw them and was like, oh no, wait, is this, is this my demon? Is this the animal I would be? Because they have a similar look. They have a strong stripe vibe and kind of a cool, like, they've got a cool aesthetic. But also, um, like anteaters, they have like a sticky tongue. I don't have a sticky tongue. I, I just think that. it's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, and they eat only termites. Um, wow. And I guess they're endangered, which makes me very sad because they are so cute. They kind of have, so they're um, brown, but then they have like a black and white striped back. Mm-hmm. Um, and cool, they like raccoons. They kind of, it's kind of like they have cool eyeshadow on, like they're doing a little cat eye. It's very amazing. Very, very, oh, cool. it's very chic. It's very, very chic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and it reminded me, um, so my father is like a, you know, wild animal guy, but one of the things that he did, did to me as a child was, uh, I was always eating bugs. Um, and I've eaten many a bug. Come again? Yeah. I've eaten a lot of bugs. What do you mean? Ah, uh, okay. Not not super gross ones, but like ants. My dad just taught me like sure. you can just eat ants. Um, and termites are the other one that I've eaten a few times. Why? Like, like on purpose? Yeah. Did okay. I need some context. So, were you out in the garden and you picked up a <laughs> we ant went, and just uh, yeah? So the ter- the termite one I remember really well because. My dad was like, this is a good survival lesson. And he had, because he had overturned a log and there's a bunch of termites. And he's like, check this out. And he grabbed a little stick and he popped them in his mouth. And I was like, <gasps> and he was like, they're actually pretty good. They're high in protein. They're good for you. Uh, it's a good source of nutrients if you're ever in the woods. And I was like, wow. I was just young enough to be like, okay. And I tried some termites. And what were they like? They're not bad. They were yeah, because bad. I know, like, look, there are some, I know that. In various places in the world, there are certain bugs that are a delicacy. Yeah. But that's when they're like, you know, fried, seasoned, a little bit of paprika. Like, I'll eat anything if it's seasoned with paprika. Like, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) I'm kind of indiscriminate. But uh, the idea of, like, raw dogging a termite is a bit mad to me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm like, like, it would never occur to (laughs) I would never think, like, alive. I think that's the thing as well. Like. Not only are you eating it raw, you're eating it wriggling. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's over, it's they stop wriggling pretty fast. Yeah, I'm um, sure they did. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, Were they nice? They're fine. I think it's one of those things that like, you know, in our kind of, what do you want to call it? Our Western cultures, it's so, it's so foreign for us to eat bugs but it's pretty normal in so many places yeah. and i actually I, think it's kind of healthy like to I said, normalize it's actually it. not the, the bug eating that, yeah, that yeah. Me. It's, it's just the, the alive the, part the the, the live parts mm-hmm. I'm, I'm slightly like huh okay uh t- legs and things yeah yeah just moving and that, now in your mouth. me as an adult freaky there's something about yeah. the, the bravery of a child where you go okay totally like i I was just okay with it. You are it. literally Hilda. You are literally <laughs> Hilda. Like, that is such a Hilda thing to do. Like, they're actually really high in protein. I'm going to have termites on top of my Yum. cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> like. My otherwise vegetarian diet, I will go ahead and yeah. eat a couple bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's that's why I'm, you know, I'm considering a Noombat. But we'll see. We're not close yeah. enough. I got to look up baby pictures and see if they can uh, have cute, cute hands. 
Yeah, because that actually was the thing that really swayed me on the Fusa. The baby Fusa are so yeah. freaking adorable. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's like, they definitely look more mongoose-like as babies. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're so so cute. Yeah. So did you we have to look up what a baby Noombat looks like? Yes, exactly. Um, did you? I'm looking at them, and yeah, they're they're so cute. They do right? look like they've got a little smoky cat eye going on. <laughs> it's good. Oh, it's very chic. Okay, they kind of look like also um, they're a little squirrel-like in nature, but with like a point yeah. to your face. Um, did you find any other animals in this that were interesting to you? Like as you were going through? So I was really interested in how different rabbits and hares technically are. Mm -hmm. They are part of the same, um, order of mammal, the Lagomorpha, but Mm. they, that's kind of it. They have so many genetic, um, differences. They are basically from birth. They're really, they're like, for example, hares are really solitary. Rabbits aren't, um, hares are a lot faster a lot stronger they live in completely different geographical locations it was really interesting to me that like i don't know in, in my head hair hairs was kind of like a different breed of rabbit yeah, you know? yeah like definitely. you get the mini lop and you get the <laughs> you get the mini lop the giant lop and the hair yeah, like, yeah. that's kind of how i conceived of it but actually that's not true at all and there are other um lagomorphs legomorphs that are closer related to rabbits or to hares than each other mm. that look entirely different. For example, the pika. Have you seen what a pika looks no. like? They look like teeny little feet. They look like, um, kind of like uh, a, 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 a love child of a shrew and a field mouse. Like big oh. ears. Oh, this is cute. I mean, really yeah, cute. it's like a little really, really cute. hamster chinchilla thing. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Really hamster chinchilla thing. Exactly. Um, they're also known as known as conies. Um, they live in the mountains in North America and Central Asia, and yeah, they look they look very different to a rabbit or a hare. But they they look more like you say a rabbit or a chinchilla. But again, not related. Wow, <laughs> completely different. More closely related to hares and hares and rabbits. Wow. And then the other one that I found fascinating, and this is the one that I was like, whoa. Did you know that elephant shrews aren't related to shrews, but are related to elephants? Wait, what? Yeah, right? What? I know. So you know how elephant shrews have the little snout thing? Yes. That 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 comes from the same um, evolutionary strand as an elephant's trunk. Right. But they're not related to shrews. What? I right nature's bizarre like it's so interesting it's so fascinating but yeah the elephant shrew oh my god they're and okay as a reminder they're kind of like a um a hamster mouse with a long nose yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) totally but yeah they have a really superficial similarity to shrews but they're not part of the same family species at all whoa um the the shrew is from the order I'm gonna absolutely butcher this pronunciation. Um Yulipotafla. Yuli Potafla. That's the shrew family. Um whereas elephant shrews are from the order Macroscalidea. Macroscalidea. Um so yeah, completely different family, just look really similar. But because they live in similar locations, they've evolved similarly. Yeah. Um and they and because yeah they eat similar things and things and stuff right. like that so and i guess that's kind of how convergent evolution works like if you have to pray if you have to hunt in a similar way or you have to survive in a yes. similar way yeah so i guess um, yeah, we have the big ears that. the coloring stuff like that yeah i was reading about um, why it happens is like similar environments like create similar types of animals even though there can be like across the world 
Cool. Yeah. And then obviously, like, with rabbits and hares, it's like, you also have to factor in domestication because mm-hmm. we mess up the, <laughs> we mess yeah. up the way <laughs> things evolve because we breed things to be to look a particular way or to have particular yeah. traits. Obviously, dogs are the best example of that. There is something so profoundly strange about looking at like a pug or a chihuahua yes. and then looking at a wolf and being like cousins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, similar to that, I, I had a similar moment with um, flying squirrels and sugar gliders are not related. Crazy. I assumed that they were. I was just like, oh yeah, yeah. they're little cousins, but they just yeah. both came out that way. <laughs> yeah. I think one is it's, from, I feel like almost always one is from Australia and one is from somewhere else. <laughs> like <laughs> the whole other place and one is from Australia. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess the taxonomy of Australia is so varied yeah. and it's so hot and it's so different yeah. to like other places on the planet that animals uh, must evolve in a really unique way in that part of the world but yeah it's fascinating did you read the one about um, koalas yeah go on koalas yeah it's 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 smaller but they um koalas and have fingerprints that are nearly identical to those of humans <gasps> yeah what yeah it says since the last no common way. ancestor of primates and marsupials lived about 70 million years ago and since koala bears are the only marsupials to ha- have evolved fingerprints it seems clear that this is a classic example example of convergent evolution the distant ancestors of humans needed a re- reliable way to grasp their proto tools and the distant ancestors of koala bears needed a reliable way to grasp slippery bark of eucalyptus trees so we both got little fingerprints so we could grab better oh my like <laughs> I'm obsessed with it's that. It's really cool. That is so cool. Yeah. Um, please send in your convergent evolution facts if there are oh, animals yeah. that you know that look really similar but um are not. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, I guess the, the opposite of that, animals that look really different but are really similar. I find that That's interesting, really interesting as well. Yeah. Um there are so many like interesting statistics, like fish in particular are a weird one because a lot of fish have evolved to look the same because there are only a couple of ways that you can move effectively through water. Yes. But the the variety of fauna in, <laughs> in marine life yes. is huge. So um, if you have any particular uh, moments of realising that animals are distantly related or not related at all that are blowing your minds, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, send them over. Hey, it's John Moe, inviting you to listen to Depression Mode with John Moe, where I talk about mental health and the lives we live with all kinds of people. Famous writers. David Sedaris, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Movie stars. Jamie Lee Curtis, welcome to Depression Mode. I am happy to be here. Musicians. I am in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm talking to Amy Mann. Great to talk to you. And song exploders. Rishikesh Hirway, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Everyone's opening up on Depression Mode on Maximum Fun. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Listen, you like podcasts, right? Sure you do. Don't try and lie to me. You're listening to one right now. So why not try a different one called R1, The Flophouse? Uh-huh. And on The Flophouse, we watch a movie and talk about it. And then sometimes we also do other stuff. It's all meant to be funny and fun, and we think you'll have a good time. And just to be clear, the name of the podcast is not Our One, The Flophouse. It's just called The Flophouse. I do a lot of correcting Dan. The Flophouse, a lot of correcting Dan. 
Okay, we have a, another Ready Pet Go, and this one is from Katrina, who a lot of you will remember from Can I Pet Your Dog? She's like the, I would say the, the champion of the group often um, and wonderful, and I can't wait to hear because this one is not about a dog. Uh, so <laughs> here we go. Hi, Ella and Alexis. Alexis knows me from all of the time I spent on CIPYD. And Ella, if you were paying attention to Facebook, you saw my dog on there a lot, Bo. Now, today, you hooked me in with the animal fact thing. I'll end with that. But I'm going to tell you about my cat, Tuft. Tuft is 18. In the last year or two, he has taught himself to use his claws like fingers to reach out and grab my arm in the night so that he can tell me when he wants me to be petting him. He's healthy as can be, and he will probably outlive me if I have my way. Um, and everybody who he meets, he loves, despite the fact of having a resting grumpy meow. I jokingly say that every time he meows, I expect him to go, meow, see? Uh, <laughs> now, for your fun animal fact, flamingos are extremophiles. And I don't have enough good working memory to give you all the details around that. So if people want more information about why flamingos are extremophiles, I'll have to look that up themselves. Thank you guys for the podcast. Bye. I mean, perfection. Yeah. So first, we got to compliment katrina incredible work also i didn't know katrina even had a cat so i that's kind of why i love this podcast because i was like i know all about Bo. and then all of a sudden there's this like what did she say 19 year old cat <laughs> like 18, 18? Or so. yeah crazy like, that's just been here the whole time um yeah. incredible but also i want to say i did look up the flamingo thing so no one else has to because i was too curious Amazing. tell us okay so First, just what an extremophile is, because uh, you might read that and be like, what they what they skydive? Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but in fact, it just means that um, it's an organism that is able to live in extreme environments. Um, and what's cool. So flamingos can tolerate alkaline water, live in low oxygen, high altitude environments at a wide range of temperatures. Um, and other examples of extremophiles are camels, penguins and giant tube worms. Um wow. So, but what what's really cool about this is it's like by living in these ha really harsh environments, they're protected from most predators, which is why it's worth it for them. So like they adapt to live in these like, you know, kind of like toxic lands, but yeah. nothing else comes after them. So they're really safe because honestly, if you think about like flamingos would be a huge target. And I'm so, yeah, they're so bright. Right, exactly. They're bright. They're just standing around all the time, seemingly. <laughs> they're just chilling on one leg. Yeah. But I think the reason for just that. Just push them over and you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're on flamingo tipping. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no one can survive in the, the uh, environments that they like to hang out in. So it's pretty cool. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much uh, for that incredible fact and for. Uh, the picture yes. that you said. I mean, we'll share the picture. I think we'll have to, won't we? Yes. Of this resting grumpy cat because <laughs> it's it's perfect. That there's uh the there's a how do I describe this? There's a, a piece of bread. Yes. Or what looks like a piece of bread around this face. Yes. And also um, a cat in a box is the most classic cat pose. It's really good. Yeah, I it's wanna, the best. Um, it's absolutely perfect. Perfect. We will share. Yes. Yeah. And thank you so much. Love love a grumpy cat. Um, Always. 
if you have a Ready Pet Go, and also, as you know, all pets welcome, uh, you can email it to us at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org. You can write it out or you can leave a, a voice memo like Katrina did. Um, whatever you want to do. We just want to hear about your pets. Yeah. Another funny thing that happened this week before I forget was, um, so Michael, my partner's mom, always teases us about the fact that we walk Persephone. <laughs> and because, <laughs> sure, yeah. okay. Yeah. And yeah, she always <laughs> teases us about it. And is like, oh, she's Irish and she's just very Irish. And she's like, you know, what do you mean? You're walking your cats, ridiculous. So silly, whatever. You're, you spoil her, you spoil her, she says. And then she sent us through some pictures of her time living in Paris uh-huh. in her in her young years. And we get, we, we're sliding through the slideshow pictures and we come to a picture of Sonia with a cat on a lead in the streets of Paris. <gasps> and we're like, busted, busted. <laughs> Ha, ha, okay. And she was like, oh, I, do, I I forget that I did have a cat called Cleo in Paris, so I did take on walks. And we were like, oh, you hypocrite, you hypocrite. <laughs> so that was very satisfying and hilarious. And then we got the lowdown on Cleo. And um, apparently, yeah, she. I mean, a black cat called Cleo in Paris is the chicest thing ever. Yes. Uh, and Ugh. apparently she lived a very chic, spoiled Parisian life, <laughs> um, which I thought, but it, I just, it was so funny after all of the, the teasing mm-hmm. we get for spoiling Persephone. It's also going to be like, then, oh, I forgot. It's like, yeah, you did. You forgot that you had a cat in Paris that used to walk around. That seems hard to forget. I mean, literally these pictures of Sonia like on the Champs-Élysées with Cleo on a leash. I'm like, that is not a memory that that, that slipped your mind. Oh, I've just been so busy ever since. I fully forgot about this very, like, children's book-esque moment of your life. Like, what are you Liter- talking like, about? Literally, literally. Sonia in Paris with her cat called Cleo, Cleo. on a leash. Cleo's really good. Yeah. It's a really it's good, a good French name. cat name specifically. Really good French cat. I mean, yeah. For a black cat as well. Oof. Like, I feel like if you're going to have a cat in Paris, it should be a black cat. Like, absolutely. It's so chic. It's so know? chic. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because I, I'm glad that you as a person who's actually been are confirming all of my feelings about what it would be like to have a cat in France. So this is great. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <sighs> I think, um, there, yeah, I, it, absolutely. Yeah. You, you want a cat called Cleo who's an all black cat. That's, yeah, great. I feel like that's just really on brand. For In my mind, it's got parents. like a little bag with a little baguette coming out of it. It's got a little beret <laughs> on. It's smoking a cigarette. I think like a little more like maybe like a little a little easel with some paintbrushes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she goes she goes down to the Seine mm-hmm. and she when her owners are out and she like paints the scenery. Yes, absolutely. In different lighting this every is day. Chil- this is literally a children's book, Alexis. Maybe we need to write. Cleo. It. I'll write it and you illustrate it. Okay, it's perfect. Cleo the French cat. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Thank you everyone who has been sending us things and joining the Discord. I'm really loving seeing everyone's pets. It's really fun. Um, such a variety also. Uh, but if you also want to join, I've been posting the link. I, it turns out the link expires after every like three or four days. So I'll keep mm. updating that. But if you try and join and it's not updated, just shoot us a message and I will update the link. But also, you, yeah. I think if you just search for Comfort Creatures Podcast in Discord, you'll it'll come right, right up and you can join. Um, what else? Uh, you can rate, review, subscribe at all the normal places and then follow us at Sea Creatures Pod on Twitter and uh, at Comfort Creatures Podcast 
on Instagram. Twitter for however long it's still in existence. I know. I don't know how long. (laughs) It's a rough place. It seems bleak. So I honestly don't know how much longer we're going to be on Twitter. But hey, maybe we can be one nice thing on Twitter. Yeah. With with the silver lining of the dark cloud that is Twitter at the moment. It's, man... (laughs) It's so whatever. Yeah, you guys know. I'm not gonna. You guys know. You guys know. (laughs) But on yeah, on Instagram, we're lovely. We post all of our our guests and their lovely pets. Mm -hmm. We post our pets. I did. I did our first comfort creatures TikTok this week. We're on TikTok. God, look at us. We're basically Gen Z. Oh my god. Uh, We're just. We're so. We're so young and down with the kids. We are, and we understand how to use TikTok perfectly. And we've never messaged each other back and forth, being like, "I don't know how to use this." (laughs) (laughs) So, literally, we're so young. (laughs) But yeah, we post our first TikTok. We will try and post more. Yes. Um. Yeah, we, we we will. Now that you've that broken the, the the ice with it, I do feel more like yeah, I could do we could we could do some TikToks. I just needed yeah. it to happen to know what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, I think just it will be yeah, our pets mm-hmm. doing hilarious things mm-hmm. is I think going to be our TikTok vibe. And so. now you can do like little slideshows on TikTok. So yeah, you know maybe this week I'm not going to make this a promise, but if I remember. I'll try and make a little slideshow of all the animals we talked about of, of convergent evolution. Fun, yeah. We'll see. I'm not promising that because it sounds hard, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do a little like, you know, there are so many like actual scientists on TikTok <laughs> who talk about, you know, they do the little thing where they post a picture of an animal and then they talk about it in like depth. Maybe I'll do that with Fusa. Ooh, like, maybe, it. you know what I mean? Yes. If, again, I'm not making a promise if no, I remember we, enough time. We will never, I promise we will, ne- we will never, I promise we will never promise a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, we will never promise a TikTok, but if, if one happens yes. and you're on TikTok and you see it, uh, then there you go. There you have it. And I think, is our handle on TikTok just Comfort Creatures? podcast yeah okay. or com- comfort creatures pod? pod comfort creatures pod comfort creatures pod that's us um yes follow us on there and honestly please follow us on there because one time i was logged into ours and i didn't realize it and our algorithm has not been refined into animal things and i was so confused because i was like why am i seeing like weird teen drama and like it's back to like <laughs> middle of america like moms dancing and i was like what is happening <laughs> Because that is not what my TikTok looks like. Mine's all like crafting and book recommendations. So I was like, what yeah. is this? Um, so please uh, follow us so that we can get our algorithm better. Yeah, so that we get like wholesome pet content like we all want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Do you want to close it out this time? Yeah. I've been Ella McLeod. I've been Alexis B. Preston. <laughs> Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.